The Inning Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Hey everybody, we're celebrating our 50th episode and want you to be part of the fun. Join us this Thursday at 6.30pm Eastern for our 50th episode Twitter Space of Awesomeness. Find the link on our Twitter at 8th Inning Pod. Hi everybody, welcome into the 8th Inning Stretch. Uh, I'm AJ, joined as always by my co-host with the most, Carson. Uh, Carson, you and I are both uh, in a bit of mourning, as it were, today. Yes, we are. What's up, AJ? What's up, everybody? Both of our World Series picks were unceremoniously eliminated last night. Um, mm. And it's it's a bit of a mourning today. I should have probably known when Dave Roberts guaranteed it at the beginning of the season not to pick the Dodgers, but here I am, here we are. But nonetheless, we still have a lot of exciting exciting games to talk about and we we got some we've got a championship series that is set in stone now that we can preview, so I'm excited to get into it despite being in mourning. Yeah, I think we I mean that was that was quite a while ago. That was way back in the spring, but I I I think we I think when we 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 talked about uh when we talked about Dave Roberts prediction um I think we were both kind of like, yeah, you know, I like the I like the confidence and I like the um however uh Dave Roberts prediction has aged like that half gallon of milk uh, at the back of your refrigerator. Yeah, it certainly has. If if not worse than that, I mean, you might as well put put Dave Roberts' tact- managerial tactics on the side of said milk carton because it seemed like they were nowhere to be found in this series. Yeah, uh, he made some <laughs> he made some highly questionable choices in this uh, in this series and. Well, we'll get more into that later, because um, I think uh, I think Mister Roberts may find himself on the hot seat in L.A. after this. But um, we'll we'll get more into that later. Plenty to unpack from the division series. Um, I'm also in a bit of mourning. My my Seattle Mariners uh, bowed out after after uh, an 18 inning marathon against the Astros. Um, so, you know, that's, that's that, uh, let's just, yeah, let's, let's just dive right in. Uh, let's start with our poll results. Um, one quick note about the poll. Um, I've noticed the kind of the participation in the poll has been, has been kind of, has been a little inconsistent. So, uh, we've actually got a new, and we'll, we'll start this with the poll that goes up probably today or maybe tomorrow. Um, a new, uh, a new way to do the polls, and an easier way, I think, 
um, because we all know how screwy Twitter's algorithm can be um, about whether or not you even see posts. Um, of course, if you haven't turned on notifications for us at Eighth Inning Pod, what the heck are you doing? Uh, but in case you haven't, and again, seriously, go turn on notifications so you get notified every time we tweet. Um, we'll have a new way of doing the poll. We'll have a, a um, we'll post a link on on our Twitter, um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully that'll help you guys uh, be able to get access to the poll question every every time out, because um, we know how much you guys enjoy that. Uh, this one, this one was a little. This one uh, decided to do something a little different. Uh, which of these uh, was the most clutch playoff homer? I don't know. This has got me. Uh, some of the clutch homers we've seen this postseason so far kind of get me thinking about that. And it was a dead heat between David Freeze of the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2011 World Series, uh, Game Six of the 2011 World Series, and. Uh, David Ortiz from my Boston Red Sox in the 2013 ALCS game two against the Tigers. Um, Carson, I, those are both good choices, but I, I would actually personally, I would go with Joe Carter, uh, in game six of the 93 world series, because I think that might be the first world series that I really remember watching. Yeah, and that's certainly certainly a valid one. But as a as a Twins fan, I am seething with the disrespect for for Kirby Puckett's home run in the '91 World Series because that thing was that yeah, was seriously. Where is the love for Kirby Puckett? By Kirby Puckett and Kirby Puckett, rest in yeah. rest in peace, was a fantastic player in his time with the Twins. Um, but yeah, four really solid options here. Um, you know, obviously the the two that were the dead heat were the World Series that, quite frankly, I was alive for. Um, so I, I remember both of those quite well. But um, if I had to pick between the two, I think for me it would probably be David Freeze just because it was the World Series. Yeah. And because out of all the people on that Cardinals team to hit it, it's like we're David Freeze? Like, Yeah, huh. seriously. Yeah, that uh, that 2011 World Series was was just epic, um, and that I don't remember if it was don't remember if it was Game Six or uh, one of those games was just a you know just a marathon back and forth kind of, and it was like a it was like a uh, it was like an out of body experience. It was just a really um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to go out of the two that that got votes, um, I would I would also go David Freeze because it was the World Series. Although to be fair, if David Ortiz doesn't hit that home run in Game Two of the ALCS against the Tigers, and that Tigers team was, uh, that was a scary good Tigers team. Um, if David Ortiz doesn't hit that home run in Game Two. The Red Sox go down two nothing to that Tigers team, and I think we're, uh, I think we're talking about the Tigers being in the World Series that year, because um, they were just they were just that good. Um, but anyways, yeah. So everybody, keep an eye out on on Twitter at Inning Pod for the links to the new poll. Um, I think this will work a little better. And um, seriously, 
again, turn on notifications. And now the portion of today's show that I have been that I've been dreading since last night. Um, talking, of course, about the astronauts sweeping the Astros sweeping the Mariners. Okay, I have to be honest, and and Carson and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Carson, this had to be the most. So I saw a stat yesterday that the Houston Astros led in this series for a grand total. Are you ready for this, everybody? The Astros led for a grand total of four of the 36 innings of the series uh, and swept. I mean, Carson, I, I, I racked my brain, and I honestly can't remember another series where the team that won the series, not only won the series, but swept the series, uh, only led for, you know, for four innings. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But like I was telling AJ before we started recording, this is what playoff veteran teams do. Um, you know, this this Astros team is heading for their sixth straight ALCS, and there is very much a good reason for that. Um, you know, the as good of a story as, as the Mariners have been, you know, let's not forget everybody. They had a very long playoff drought. And a lot of these players have never really been into a deep postseason run or a postseason run in general ever in their careers. So, you know, yeah. the, I've, I mean, I think a lot of times the, uh, the element of playoff experience does get overplayed in sports, but I think it was a big benefit to the Astros here because they'd been on this stage before and it was kind of a thing of, you know, we're not done, but man, oh man, I will give the Mariners credit where credit is due. What a heck of a game three. They put up a, they've mm. really put up a fight, but, but yeah, the, the Astros with one swing of the swing of the bat in the 18th inning, move on to the ALCS Lance McCullers outstanding game in general by the pitching staff. Luis Garcia picks up the win. Phenomenal game from him. Um, I mean, the Seattle also had a great pitching day outside of, you know, that one run. And I feel bad because it was once again, Robbie Ray on the mound, but, um, Mm. but yeah, I think, I think if you're, if you're a Mariners fan or if you're on the Mariners team, you do not, do not hang your head in shame. This team was a phenomenal story to watch. They had a great run. There's no doubt in my mind that they will be back in the playoffs come next season. Um, but mm-hmm. I think with this sweep, I think AJ, you know, if I had to pick pick a pick a moment, I think game one is a lo- was a yeah. lot bigger of a deal than than we realized at the time. We even said it was a big deal, right? Because Justin Verlander pitched right. like garbage, and you got to take advantage of that. But it's an even bigger deal, I think, now that they've been swept. Yeah, I mean, obviously, had the Mariners held on and won that first game, I mean, I don't know that they necessarily would have won the series, but the series would have been, you know, a little different. We would have been looking at a, you know, at least a four-game series. Um, I just have to say, I I didn't, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to watch the game yesterday. Um, but I just, in, in all the, you know, clips and everything I've seen, I just have to say... Uh, I have to give I have to give major props to Seattle uh, and to the Mariners fans up there 
Um, the the atmosphere at T-Mobile Park was uh, that still sounds weird. I'm sorry. I still it's still it'll always be Safeco to me. Um, no, seriously though, the atmosphere up there was absolutely ridiculous. It was electric. The place was packed. The place was loud. Um, Mariners fans turned out in force to support their Mariners uh, like they've done all year. And um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's safe to say that Seattle is a baseball town again. Um, and Carson, I despite the outcome and as much as it sucks, uh, the Mariners gave the Astros all they could handle and then some. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you took this team to the 18th inning of game three in order for them to, to make the, mm. to get the sweep. You, you made them earn it. Um, but the unfortunate thing is earn it. They did. Um, but I mean, mm. but I mean, yeah, you look back on this series, like, like I said, like I said before, AJ, I think losing game one really just kind of took the wind out of the sails. Um, you know, you have, you have that game on lock. Uh, and then you you blow that big lead and let Jordan Alvarez hit a three run home run to walk it off and um, like you said I think if we if they win that if they win that game we're looking at at least a four game series who knows what kind of momentum Seattle takes into even game two um, but I think yeah, I think true. the momentum from losing that game one was just too much to overcome for for the Mariners they tr- they made some adjustments which. I think helped, especially when it comes to game three, had some great defense from Julio Rodriguez, especially um, who is, who will be a part of this Mariners team for a long time and looks to be a very special player. Uh, But, but yeah, it's just a heartbreaker. I think it's even more heartbreaking AJ that it took 18 innings uh, for them to Mm. to get swept. Cause it's like you put, you put all this work in and you're grueling into, they played two baseball games basically. Um, so for, for them to, to lose in the 18th inning, I think is even more crushing. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but, and I know this is a cliche and I know it's overused, but the future really does look bright for this Mariners team. Um, a lot of, a lot of really good young players. Um, shout out to Jared Kelnick for for bouncing back from a rough start to his season and a stint in triple a and and uh working and and working his tail off and and getting and and getting himself back on the back on the major league roster um seriously though just just to look ahead uh obviously to you know to next year um Carson I I think the I mean I'm assuming I'm assuming based on what they did this year by going out and getting Luis Castillo and not only getting Luis Castillo but signing him to a uh sending him to an extension and signing Julio Rodriguez to an extension that the Mariners the Mariners ownership of the front office are uh are committed to getting better and, and are committed to winning um But assuming they, based on that, assuming they open their, you know, open their wallet uh, or back up the Brinks truck this winter, um, I'd say 
the Mariners are only, uh, you know, a couple of pieces away from being, you know, right, right there uh, and, and ready to compete with the Astros in that, in that division. Um, I'd say, you know, at a, at a, at a bat or two and, and, uh, and a lockdown bullpen arm and, and, and they'll be good. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think that, I think that the first and foremost, what what this team needs is, I think bullpen should be the focus. Um, it was clearly something that that kind of kind of let them down uh, in this in this series, and um, you know, yeah. you've you've still got a very solid bullpen like Andre Munoz, uh, Diego Castillo, Paul Seawald. Like these are all guys who are who are very very impressive, but you also got to think about. They've, they've got some guys that are going to be that they've got to decide their future on. I think the biggest of those is going mm-hmm. to be Mitch Haniger. Uh, Mitch Haniger is scheduled yep. to be to be a free agent in the offseason, uh, along with a couple of other pieces. Uh, I believe Kurt Casale, Matt Boyd, and Adam Frazier. Um, but I think Haniger yep. is the biggest of those four, um, and he was a pretty big contributor in this postseason run as well as the regular season uh seems to be a fan favorite of mariners fans has been kind of a mariners lifer it almost seems so um yeah so i mean they'll they'll have to decide what what they do there before they do anything and honestly i would be very surprised if they don't re-sign him yeah i i think hanniger's gotta stay um i'd like to see them go after you know, I'd like to see them go after some of the some of the big names that are that are going to be on the market this winter. Um, maybe maybe an Aaron Judge. I could see that. Um, you know, that's maybe a bit of a pipe dream, but I mean, I I think they'll. I'd like to see them at least be in the mix. Um, maybe get Brendan Nimmo. Uh, and as far as bullpen arms, I mean, I think there's one name at the top of the list of free agent. Uh, relief pitchers, and that of course is Edwin Diaz. Um, so uh, it'll be an it'll be an interesting winter in the Pacific Northwest, that's for sure. Uh, and and hopefully for Seattle fans, hopefully the uh, the Kraken can provide a little bit of comfort this winter. Um, and I don't know, maybe the Seahawks too. But um, yeah, this is. Uh, it just sucks. Um, but seriously though, the Mariners, they had a hell of a season and, uh, I was, I was, I'm proud to have been, you know, to have driven their, driven their bandwagon all year. Um, and yeah, this, this team will definitely be back uh, and right back in the mix of things, um, next year. All right. Let's talk about the other American league series. Of course, the guardians and the Yankees, uh, Carson, Oscar Gonzalez has done it again. Uh, after after getting thrown four straight sliders uh, by Schmidt of the Yankees, um, and his he just kind of uh, he just kind of reached out and 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 whacked this thing the other way with the end of his bat, and and now the the Guardians have the Yankees on the ropes. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone with everything that's happening in these 
in these series. Like, this is absolutely wild. Um, also, like, I can't wrap my brain around the fact that Oscar Gonzalez has been the hero for the Guardians twice already in the postseason. And, like, yep. oh, it's just crazy to think that this, you know, I was... I'm not ashamed to admit that I was definitely writing this Guardians team off after game one where it looked like they were in quite some trouble, but here here they are. I mean, they've been able to make adjustments since that game one, been able to figure out kind of the Yankees pitching, which is their biggest strength, I think. And um, yeah, going into game four, game four today, I believe, uh, have have the yep. Yankees, well, today for us, uh, yesterday for everybody else, but um they they have the Yankees on the ropes and the the Yankees are going to have to pull some magic out of the hat here. Yeah, you mentioned the after game 1. I mean, yeah, let's be honest, things did not look good for the Guardians after that first game. But then but then something magical happened. Mother Nature decided that, you know what? The Guardians need an extra day off to figure this thing out. And when game 2 got delayed by a day, I mean, I think now, now that the series is two to one and the Guardians are, you know, uh, on the brink of knocking the Yankees out of the playoffs. Wow. Who had that on their baseball bingo card? Um, I think that extra day off really, really, really benefited the Guardians and gave them a chance to to kind of figure things out. Yeah, pretty Pretty crazy to to think that maybe Mother Nature is secretly a Guardians fan. Uh, apparently so, because after that they've been able, you know, took that extra day, made those adjustments that they maybe ne- needed to make. The the lineup kind of got their got their act together, and here we are with the Guardians up two one in the series. Well, we know Mother Nature's not a Yankees fan. Um. No, seriously though, just just some uh some fun little factoids about this uh about this the the Guardians game three uh walk off win uh it was their thirty second win of the season in their final at bat. Not only their final at bat, they were down to their last strike. I mean, this did not. I mean, the Yankees had them dead to rights. Um. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the Yankees uh before yesterday were. 167 and zero when leading by multiple runs in the ninth inning in the playoffs. Go figure. Um, I mentioned, you know, Schmidt threw the four straight sliders to Gonzalez. Um, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Uh, you don't throw four straight breaking balls to anybody. Um, and oh, by the way, the Guardians are the youngest team in the playoffs. And have the lowest pay- payroll of all the playoff teams, Carson. I think the way the fact. Well, okay, a couple things. One that the that the that the Guardians also know, uh, who shall henceforth be known as the Fighting Franconas. Um, the fact that they're up two to one on a. I mean, let's be honest, on a really good Yankees team. I mean, the Yankees are still the Yankees. And the fact that they down to their last strike and they were just like, eh, we got this. Um, I think this shows that despite the difference in their experience and their payroll and, um, you know, their rosters, that the Guardians are not 
scared of the Yankees at all. No, they're they're not. And obviously, you know, Terry Terry Francona knows knows a fair bit about uh, playing against the Yankees and playing in Yankee Stadium. Yes, he does. So, uh, I think I think that certainly <laughs> I think that certainly helps this team a lot. Um, I'm sure he kind of tr- gave them a little bit of of prep going in, like hey. Playing in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs is a completely different environment. Just be ready for that. Uh, yes, Terry Francona does know a thing or two about beating the Yankees. Um, obviously, uh, helped orchestrate the the biggest comeback in baseball playoff history uh, back in '04. Uh, seriously, though, I am I. I don't want to be that guy, Carson. But I said it way back at the beginning of the year when we were, you know, when we were making our picks. Okay, yes, granted, both of our World Series picks are out. But I said it. Do not sleep on the Guardians. As long as any team with Terry Francona at the helm, you can never count them out. And and here it is. Here's here's the proof. I mean, the Guardians are are one win away from the ALCS. This is just – I'm – I don't know, man. I'm just I'm impressed as hell with this team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going back to their regular season success going up till now, it's been a very impressive season for uh for the Guardians for sure. Uh yeah, just just absolutely wild. Um so hopefully by the time you listen to this, uh the Guardians have won game four. Uh They've they've knocked around Garrett Cole and and knocked him out of the game in the third or fourth inning, and have uh, and have eliminated the the evil empire. Um, just to, before we talk National League, um, Carson, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Yankees fans are not too happy with Aaron Judge uh, because he has. He's basically disappeared in this series. Yeah, it's not very surprising that Yankees fans turn on a player quicker than than I go to the refrigerator in the morning and grab grab a bowl of cereal. Like, um, not not surprising at all. But I'm glad you brought this up because I saw a clip from uh, the the post the post game show from from Game Three, um, and I know that you don't necessarily like this this individual AJ, but Alex Rodriguez made a very good point. Why is Aaron judge the leadoff batter? That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like you've got your best batter who is a power guy who could, who should be hitting in a position where you can drive guys in and he's leading off. Yeah. Like what are, what are you thinking Aaron Boone? What's, what's going on in that very weird mind of yours? Uh, yes, yet another highly questionable decision by a manager. Um, I honestly don't know, and I don't even, I can't even really, I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, I did hear about that. Uh, not only, not only, that's not Aaron Booth's only questionable decision he's made in this series. Um, I'm sorry, but in the ninth inning of a game where you're leading by multiple runs, uh, Seems pretty obvious to me that you would bring in your closer, but not so obvious to Aaron Boone, apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, Aaron Boone is Aaron Boone at this point. I don't know if anybody's ever going to understand how that man manages this team, but 
I, I just, I think if you want a chance tonight, you've got to shift Aaron Judge down in that batting order. Yeah. Well, he better figure something out because, and I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going in very far out on a limb at all here, but if the Yankees lose this game and lose this series and are knocked out uh, in the, in the division series, um, I dare say not only, well, we already know Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee next year, but I dare say that the the Yankees will be looking for a new manager this winter. Uh if they don't if they don't pull this off. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if if Aaron Boone's seat got incredibly hot if they lose this series. Um but that being said, I am taking the Yankees to win game 4 here. Uh, the main the main reason I'm doing that is because looking at the pitching matchup, it's the same pitching matchup from game one of Cal Quantrill versus Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole was dealing in game one. And if he can deal like that again, it's, the the Yankees are in a good position to take that game. Uh, I'm gonna be the contrarian. I'm I'm and no, it's not just I can hear you. I hear you all. Oh yeah, he's biased again. No. This is not this is not my anti-Yankees bias talking. I'm taking the Guardians to take game four and finish this thing off. Sorry, Yankees fans, but you're not gonna get to see your team come back to New York for game five. Um mainly because I just don't trust Garrett Cole to go out there and have two games like that in a row. Uh and not to, you know, whatever, but the last time Garrett Cole pitched a pitched in a must-win game for the Yankees, which was just last year in the wild card game against the Red Sox, uh, things did not go so well. So um, I just, I don't, I don't trust Garrett Cole to have another, to have back-to-back good, you know, good, great, whatever performances like that. Um, And I think the, I just, and I, I know it doesn't count for much, but I think the Guardians are just hungrier and, um, I think they finished this thing off tonight, uh, setting up a Guardians Astros uh, ALCS. Who had that on their baseball pickup card? Um, not me. All right, let's talk National League real quick. The Phillies. The Phillies knocked out the defending champs, powered by a JT Real Muto inside the park home run. Um, and an absolutely scorching hot performance by Bryce Harper. He was 8 for 16. I don't know how good your math is, everybody, but that's a 500 batting average with two home runs, five RBIs, and he scored four runs. Uh, and and that that's that for the Braves, Carson. We're going to have a new World Series champion. In, yes, indeed. It is official. We will have a new World Series champion. Uh, Bryce Harper leading this team, quite frankly, as he should. Um through this postseason but i mean this series was a total team effort from the braves or excuse me from the phillies rather um you know and it wasn't you know like i talked about uh on our last episode this series was not one where you know there weren't a whole lot of home runs that that were being hit in this series for most of it it was kind of just those rinky dink singles and doubles that started to add up and and got you some runs obviously uh, Reese Hoskins had that electric home run, um, electric home run in this game to take out the defending champions with 
one of the with I don't even care AJ. I I think I like the bat spike more than I do the bat flip. That was awesome. Flip. Um, also a yeah. JT Real Mudo inside the park home run. Uh, that's pretty wild. But um, but yeah, this this team. AJ said it for for the Guardians at the beginning of the season. I said it for the Phillies at the beginning of the season. Do not sleep on this team. And here we are with the Phillies ready to to go to battle in the NLCS for a chance to go to the World Series, which is crazy. Bryce Bryce Harper is on this revenge tour for that 2019 national yep. Nationals World Series. <laughs> He's on the revenge tour. He's ready to go get one himself. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper saw the Nationals win it all in 2019 and was like, okay, it's time for me to do this. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have to give you props. Uh, I, I doff my cap to you, sir, for calling it, uh, saying that the Phillies were, you know, your, like you said, your kind of your version of the fighting Franconas as your dark horse. Um, I am duly impressed by this Phillies team. They they uh, followed up their performance of uh, sweeping the Cardinals uh, in the wild card round by by beating the defending champs in four games. Um, Carson, they say as as the line as the song goes, "Don't call it a comeback." Uh, I'm gonna go one step further. I'm gonna say, "Don't call this an upset." Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call this an upset by any means either. Um, now, granted, the for for the Braves, let's let's face facts here, AJ. No matter what sport, it is so yeah. hard to repeat as champions, which makes it all that yeah. much more impressive when it's done. But I don't know something something about this for the Braves feels like a little bit of a disappointment, seeing as they they came back in the NL NL East, ended up winning that division, and it only extended their extended their season by a series because they got that they got that buy from from the Mets um and not to mention they got knocked out by a team in their division who was third in that division so um something about this feels like a little bit of a disappointment from the Braves despite a very good effort in this series yeah this is definitely a letdown like you said you know they they uh, I mean Carson I don't know if you remember but it wasn't that long ago, uh, when we were sitting here talking about the Braves might not even make the playoffs, um, well, of course they did because they went on that crazy run uh, combined with the Mets just absolutely falling apart down the stretch. Um, yeah, no, this is definitely a letdown for the Braves. Uh, and Carson, the 98, 99, and 2000 Yankees can have their party because yet again we are denied a repeat World Series champion. Yes, we are once again denied a World Se- repeat World Series champion. Um, looking back on this, I think for for the Braves, I think the you know game one they had a really nice you know they tried to make that comeback work, fell just a little bit short. Uh, but then after that, it seemed like the the bats kind of disappeared uh, in this series for for the Braves afterwards. Yeah. I mean, one run in game. In uh, uh, one run in game three, three runs in game four, just not 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 a pretty, not a very pretty series from from the Braves. Obviously, they did they were able to 
to get the win in game two, um, you know, shutting out the Phillies. But even then it was, they only had scored three runs. So, um, you know, gotta, gotta think that going into the off season, potentially some bats may be in order, some, some pitching help. They've got a lot of guys though, who are going to be free agents. And I think the, the biggest among yeah. them being, uh, Dansby Swanson. So it'll be, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they, they resign him. I think they should, but the question is how much money could he potentially be looking for in a long-term deal? Uh, Kenley Jansen, also a free agent, Robbie Grossman, who had a couple of nice hits during during this series. So there could be some some big changes coming to the Braves for next season. Yeah, a lot of questions for the Braves this winter. I think this. I'm not going to say that the I won't. I won't. I'm not ready yet to go as far to say that the Braves are going to uh, be in a sort of rebuild next year, but. I think this Braves team could look very different uh, in 2023. Um, we're going we're to talk about this, those wonderful San Diego Padres here in a second. Um, but before we do, Carson, I, I, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Freddie Freeman leaves the Braves, goes to the Dodgers, which... Uh, as someone so elo- eloquently pointed out on Twitter earlier, that only extended his season by a few hours. Um, I wish I could take credit credit for that because that's a sick burn. Um, no, but seriously though, if you know, dev- playing devil's advocate advocate here for a minute, if Freddie Freeman stays with the Braves, do the Braves win this series? That's a good question. I I can't say with certainty that they still would, um, because you don't think so. I I don't think they would. I think it would. Wow. I think it would probably go to five games. I don't think it would have been over in four. Uh, but but mm. I don't know the. I mean, even if even if Freddie Freeman was was at his best. You know the the rest of the lineup wouldn't wouldn't have given him a lot of help if the series went the way it had gone. Um, yeah. And I mean the the Phillies were just were lighting it up with with their bats. I mean you might as well have put them into like Mario Super Sluggers or something. Like they were <laughs> they were just hitting everything that moved seemingly. So <laughs> Mario Super Sluggers reference for the win. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I was, I was thinking about that last night and I was like, huh, I wonder if having Freddie Freeman, if, if the Braves had managed to keep Freddie Freeman, would that have made a difference? Um, and I honestly, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I mean, the way the, if everything, everything else being the same, if the Phillies played the way they did the series, and pitch the way they did and hit the way they did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that having Freeman would have been the tipping point. Um, although, regardless, Carson, I think that just goes to prove of how how vitally important Freddie Freeman was to the Braves in their World Series run last year. Yeah, absolutely. Crucial, crucial piece. Um, you know, still is very much 
you know, I think the most recognizable face in a in a Braves uniform and will be for yeah. for some time. And um, as far as I know, Braves fans still love him and he still very much loves Atlanta. So, yeah, it, he, he was he was a very crucial part of that that World Series team for many reasons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a standing ovation when the Dodgers uh when the Dodgers played in in, in Atlanta earlier this year. So, um I don't know, just just something interesting to think about. Okay, uh this one is the one I'm most excited to talk about. Um and I will I want to preface this by apologizing uh with an apology. Dear Padres, I'm sorry I gave up on you. I'm sorry I bailed on you before the end of the regular season. That was my mistake. I underestimated you. Um, and oh, by the way, uh, the Padres were playing uh, all the small things. The you know the the legendary Blink One Eighty Two song, of course, Blink One Eighty Two, hailing from the San Diego area. Um, for those who don't know. That over the la- that song over the last couple of years has become somewhat of an anthem for the Colorado Avalanche. It was a big part of their championship run last year. Um, my fellow Avalanche fans and I have dubbed it the song, uh, capital T, capital S. I was a little I was a little miffed that the Padres were playing it uh, after last night's game, but you know what, Padres, I hereby give you permission to use the song. Uh, because damn, have you ever earned it? I know Carson, uh, for those who, (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know, Carson did pick the Dodgers to win the World Series. Um, but Carson, the Padres, they finally slayed the dragon. (sighs) (laughs) Yes, they did. And I mean... I have to give credit where credit is due. Congratulations to the San Diego Padres. Um, you know, you were able to to take down a very lethal Dodgers lineup on your on your home turf no less. Uh so so congrats for that. I just I I'm I'm still kind of in shock here. I can't I can't lie, AJ. Like this is, I thought I had a sure thing, man. Like, uh, but well, it's a good thing you're not a betting man, Carson. It's a very good thing I'm not a betting man. But here's here's the deal yeah. from the Dodgers' point of view. Um, this is a disappointment, plain and simple. Um, this is this uh, might go down as yeah. the most disappointing season in Dodgers history. Um. You know, you 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 get a team that wins 111 games. You go you go into the season expecting to to at least make it to the NLCS, um, and then to to lose in four in the NLDS. Um, I'll save I'll save my comments on Dave Roberts for a little bit later because boy oh boy do I have some. Um, but yeah, this is especially with all the pieces that they could potentially be losing in free agency, uh, the biggest of which being mm-hmm. Trey Turner. This is, this is a massive mm-hmm. disappointment for, for the Dodgers. Um, and 
I, I don't really I don't really know what else to what else to say. Um, well, I know I know what the I know how the Dodgers could have fixed this. So we could have just played a sixty game season. You know that would have helped. Um, sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. Uh, seriously though, I. I don't know. I don't know anybody. Well, okay, my my co-host excluded. Uh, I don't know anybody can watch this Padres team and not and not root for them because this team is so much fun to watch. Um, I gotta be honest. I I get some serious two thousand and four Red Sox vibes from this Padres because they have that. They have that. They have that rarest of of. Uh, they have that rarest of attitudes. They have that, hey, why not us? Um, you know, and the the Dodgers are kind of there, you know, the Dodgers have, have kind of been there, you know, sort of their Yankees um, over the years. I mean, the Dodgers absolutely dominated this team during the regular season. Um, you know, 111 wins. The Padres won 89 games, go figure. Uh, and the Padres just flat out got it done. Uh, Carson, we talked about it a little bit at the regular season, but man, is Josh Hader back or what? Yeah, heck of a heck of a time he chose to to come back, striking out the <laughs> striking out the side in, in the uh, top of the ninth. Um, heck of a time he chose to come back. Thanks for that, Josh. Um, but. <laughs> But no, you're right about now. Go ahead. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. This this Padres team, like they earned it. They they very much took took out yeah. took the wind out of the sails of this Dodgers lineup. Um, I was very impressed with uh, their last three hitters in particular in um, uh, Trent Grisham, Austin Nola, and Ha Young Kim, who. Personally, AJ, I think if they if Fernando Tatis got traded or something, they would be just fine with him as their shortstop. Yeah. Uh, he he looked yeah. inc- he's looked incredible so far in this postseason, and those three guys are hitting seven, eight, and nine, and have been absolutely fantastic. Um, have been RBI machines uh, at the bottom of that Padres lineup. But going back to the Dodgers, because I just I can't get over. <laughs> how this has happened um this this dodgers team potentially could be in a lot of trouble um you know you're you're looking at trey turner potentially like let's be honest here aj i think trey turner is probably gone um he's yeah he's gonna get he's gonna get a massive amount of money as he very well should um clayton kershaw is also a free agent but odds are i would be Extremely surprised if he did not stay with the Dodgers. Um, do you think Kershaw comes back and and for another for another run? Or I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if it was maybe like a two year deal or like something more short term than it would be a long term. Because I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, between his age. Because let's be honest, he's not a spring chicken anymore, and and his all the injury concerns and problems that he's had. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe considered signing him to like a one or two year deal. Um, nothing, mm. nothing necessarily long term. And I don't know if at this point in his career he could potentially he would potentially be looking for that. Um, 
But I do want to talk about one person who is also going to be a free agent that definitely will probably be gone. Uh, this is a person who my I tried to support throughout the entire year and then got left off the postseason roster because he choked so bad. Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. What's up, dude? Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's bad enough, AJ, that that agenda for Craig Kimbrell failed, but then for, for this team to lose in the NLDS, like, I thought I had a sure bet, and <laughs> Dave Roberts so, laughed at me. So I, th- I think it's fair to say that the lack of a dedicated closer uh, doomed the Dodgers. Yeah, but- not that I think, not that I think I don't, I don't think Craig Gamble could have helped them because uh, he is the definition of head case when it comes to re- pitchers, um, but. This this closer by committee stuff. It works for some teams. It did not, however, work for the Dodgers. Go get Edwin Diaz, Dodgers. You you need oh, to please no. Need, but but they need a certified close. Even if it's not <laughs> Diaz, you're absolutely right. This this closer by committee thing has never seemingly worked under Dave Roberts. Um, they need to have a certified closer. This team was at its best when Kenley Jansen was the certified closer. You can't be having four yeah. or five guys rotating as a closer by committee. For whatever reason, under Dave yeah. Roberts, it just does not work. I don't know why. Specifically with him, it doesn't, but it just does not work. You need to go out in the free agency and get a certified closer and get a shortstop potentially to replace Trey Turner. Those are the two biggest needs for the Dodgers heading into the offseason. I think another name that we could see uh, leaving Chavez Ravine is uh, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I I certainly wouldn't be surprised, um, or at least to see him get a significant pay decrease. Um, his bat has seemingly vanished faster than faster than my four GPA did in college. Like, <laughs> like this man went from an MVP player to his bat being replaced with something that termites must have gotten into by the way he was swinging and missing. <laughs> a good defense a good defensive center fielder absolutely but um yeah. you know I think the Dodgers are going to have to make a decision of do you do you want just a guy who can play defense or would you rather have a guy with a bat and defense because there there should be plenty of those on the center field market come the free agency. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this, I mean, obviously, this this season is a you win 111 games, uh, you come up woefully short. You don't even make the league championship series. Um, I think this is not only the biggest bust in terms of the Dodgers cars in. Uh, I would go one step further. This this is the biggest bust of of this season. This is the biggest bust of probably the two thousands. In terms of a playoff team, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've talked. I've literally talked about it all year. Look at the talent on this team, <laughs> like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger for his defense. I mean, heck, yep. Walker Bueller on the pitching side, 
Tony Gonsolin, who should get some consideration for the NL Cy Young. Clayton Kershaw is still Clayton Kershaw. Julio Urias. Heck, even Joey Gallo seemed to play better as a Dodger. Like, I he just, did, yeah. I don't understand how this has happened. I just don't get how this has happened to the Dodgers, but I will I will save my thoughts on Dave Roberts' future for, for buy or sell because, boy, oh, boy, do I have thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think we both do. Um, no, but seriously, uh, I'm... I'm just, well, obviously I'm taking an incredible amount of delight in the misfortune of the Dodgers because I absolutely loathe the Dodgers and everything to do with them. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a Boston LA thing. Um, no, seriously though, this, I mean, this, if, if the Dodgers, if the Dodgers had gone all the way and won the world series, I would have been, I, I would have grudgingly, I would have grudgingly acknowledged that they were the best team of the of the 2000s. Um, but they didn't. Uh, and so that title still belongs to the 2018 Red Sox. Won 108 games, only lost three games in the playoffs. Uh, oh, by the way, beat the Dodgers in five games in the World Series that year. Um, no, seriously, though, for the Padres, uh, just just. And if I'm a if I'm a if Carson if I'm a general manager in Major League Baseball right now I'm looking at there are two teams I'm looking at as a as a at a blueprint as a blueprint for how to construct my team one of them is the Cleveland Guardians the other one is the San Diego Padres um, yeah I know I hear you all well but they you know they traded for Juan Soto and Josh Bell and they got Manny Machado and and you know all these all these sort of big name players but. Um, I think the the most incredible thing about this Padres team is that Carson they're doing this without Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean when he when he went out with his suspension, I think everybody kind of myself included, I'll admit it, uh, looked at the Padres and went, "Well, you know, it was a good run while it lasted." Yeah, for sure. I thought I thought this Padres team was dead to rights, dead in the water. Um, once, once it was announced that Tatis wasn't coming back, but, uh, the fact that they were able to do this without him, maybe, maybe that casts a little bit of, uh, cloudiness into his future as a San Diego Padre. Mm -hmm. Um, could be very well could be because, because Hassan Kim is playing tremendous both at the plate and in the field. Um, as the, as the shortstop right now for, the San Diego Padres. So uh, could very, this could yep. very well shed, shed some cloudiness uh, into, into Tatis's future as, as a Padre, which is crazy to Padre. think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even a year ago, that would have been a ludicrous statement to make. Um, one more quick note about that. Well, we're, we're going to talk about the league championship series. Cause now that we have the, the NLCS matchup is set. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. One one last thing about the Padres, though. Um, I can't believe. <laughs> I hope you're. I hope you're all listening very carefully because this is probably the only time I'm ever going to do this. But seriously, though, Fernando Tatis Jr. goes down. You know, goes out with a suspension. The Padres look like you know. Well, that's you know. Hey, that was a good run, and they and they almost you know. 
Um, but Carson, I am, I am duly impressed by the way Manny Machado has stepped up as the leader of this Padres team. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this because I loathe Manny Machado. He's the one, you know, for single-handedly ending the career of Dustin Pedroia. But Machado has stepped up big time. Yes, he has. And I'm sure he took great delight in eliminating the Dodgers. <laughs> he, yeah, I bet he, he did. was <laughs> traded to after, uh, during his time in Baltimore and, a trade that I thought was yeah. going to help the Dodgers tremendously into the future, but instead he just destroyed their future. Um, but but yeah, it's, yeah, he is very much matured into the leader that this team needed him to be and signed him to be. Um, and uh, b- before we kind of move to the championship series preview, going back to your point, AJ, of two teams you'd want to you'd look at when building a team. Uh, would be the Padres and the Guardians. The Padres, I will give you. The Guardians, I am going to disagree. I think that the Guardians, Fair I think that the Guardians are a little bit of an outlier um, because mm. I think I think with, with the wrong manager, that team doesn't go anywhere. Uh, you know, it's yeah. very rare to debut. You know, it's never been done before where you debut sixteen rookies. And <laughs> no, and win the division. So I think I think with the wrong manager, that that team wouldn't have gone anywhere yeah that's a fair point uh yeah point point given on that one that's true um yeah i I think you you made a really good point about manny machado about manny manny machado maturing um i will i will be the bigger person here and i i still uh I don't know. I thought I could bring myself to forgive Manny Machado, uh, but I can't because he, again, for what he did to Dustin Pedroia. But, but I will say this: um, I have been really impressed with the way he he has definitely matured, and i i don't I don't believe he's any. I don't believe he's that same player anymore that spiked uh, Pedroia all those years ago. I think he's. He's grown up and he's matured. Still not ready to forgive you, though. Um, all right, let's real quick. Let's talk about this NLCS because the matchup is set. The Padres and the Phillies. And if anybody, if you say you had the Padres and Phillies in the NLCS, you didn't. Um, but Carson, this is a hell of a matchup. These two, these two teams are are so evenly matched and and so there's a lot of similarities between the way these teams are put together. Um, this is going to be one hell of an NLCS. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this this should be a really fun series. Um, Bryce Harper versus Manny Machado will be will be a fun narrative yeah. to kind of follow. Um, I think this series will also kind of come down potentially to the bullpen. Um, both both of these teams yeah. in their respective divisional series were able to show that their bullpen has what it takes to to compete with just about any lineup. Uh, in in Major League Baseball, so I think that their bullpens are going to be a very big contributors. Um, for the Padres, you got to make sure that you stop the Phillies' offense. Um, you know, you've you've got to be that defensive team that that you have the capability of being, uh, because this team won't necessarily beat you with home runs. It'll the the Phillies will more want to beat you with those singles and doubles like they beat the Braves 
uh, for most of this series, but especially in game one. For the Phillies, yep. your biggest your biggest problem for the Phillies is going to be, I think, solving that seven, eight, nine hitters of Kim, Grisham, and Nola making sure that they don't have a whole lot of opportunities to drive in any runs because their their averages with with runners in scoring position I don't remember them off the top of my head but they're somewhere north of 200 so you want to make sure that you uh you want to make sure that you don't give those guys any opportunities shut down the early stages of that lineup shut down your sotos your machados uh, shut those guys down so that you don't give that 789 a chance to clean clean the bases up Yeah, um, I I think this is this is going to be a this is going to be a knockdown drag out. Uh, I would not be surprised at all to see this go seven games, uh, which I am kind of you know selfishly hoping that it does because I want to see. Uh, I could watch these two teams play you know play twenty games. Um, I think the. Boy, this is tough. Um, I'm. I will give the slightest, slightest of edges to the Padres, because um, I mean, honestly, both of these teams are are obviously both of these teams are red hot. Um, you've got Bryce Harper for the Phillies, who's just tearing it up right now, and then obviously for the Padres, you've got your Juan Soto, your Josh Bell, your Manny Machado. Um, but Carson, I will give the slightest, slightest razor thin edge to the Padres um, because of their pitching. Um, you've got Yu Darvish, you've got Blake Snell, you've got Joe Musgrove, uh, and you have you have Mr. Josh Hader at the end of that bullpen. And Josh Hader is a bad, bad man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this this series should be a fun one. I very much anticipate this series uh, going to a potentially Game 6, Game 7. Um, because remember, everybody, we are heading into the championship series. So they do, they do go to... Um, they do go to best of seven. Um, bring on the seven games, yeah, so baby. Bring, bring, bring all of that. Um, but... <laughs> and I promise that this is not just me being salty because the Dodgers lost to them. I am going to take the Phillies <laughs> in this series. Um, uh, I promise that I promise though it's not just because because I'm salty. Um, I just think mm. that that the firepower that this Phillies team can bring not only from you know obviously you know you've got some nice power bats in Bryce Harper, uh, Reese Hoskins, and Kyle Schwarber, but a lot of these contact guys that they've they've got have really been rolling. Uh, case in point, especially I'm looking at uh, guys like Alec Bohm and Jan Segura. Um, we're really able to kind of get get some nice contact hits in that divisional series. Nick Castellanos finally started playing well. Uh, we could remove his face from the side of that milk carton that we had all regular season. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think there's just too much firepower for for the Padres to overcome. So I'm going to take the Phillies in six. Mm. By the way, nobody's buying the not salty thing. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, nobody's buying that. Um, no. Okay, so here's the deal. If so, the the Phillies have home and the Phillies. Sorry, sorry. The Padres have home field advantage. 
So games one, two, uh, and if necessary, six and seven, which, spoiler alert, <laughs> those games are going to be necessary, at least game six. Uh, games one, two, six, and seven will be in San Diego, uh, and three, four, and five in Philly. Um if the if it was the other way around, if the Phillies had home field advantage, I think I would give, I think I I, I might I might consider going Phillies here. Um, man, I don't know. This is this is the hardest this is the hardest series to pick uh, so far this this playoffs because um, these teams are just these teams are just so evenly matched. Um, however, I'm going Padres. There's just, there's not to, not to, not to discount anything that the Phillies have accomplished because the Phillies have, you know, there's definitely something special about this Phillies team, but there's something special about this Padres team. Um, they're just... They're just, you know, I, I just know they're going to be, I know they're going to be riding high. They're going to be, you know, they're going to ride the momentum of, of finally getting past the Dodgers. Um, very much like, very much like the Ofer Red Sox, the, you know, the Ofer Red Sox beat the Yankees and they're, and consequently in the world series, the St. Louis Cardinals had absolutely no chance. Um, and I just, I just don't see the Padres. Uh, I don't see the Padres losing to the Phillies after, after you know, coming off the series against the Dodgers. Um, I'm going, I'm going Padres in seven. Ooh. I think it goes the distance. I'd love to see this series go the distance. I mean, this, this one should be, yeah, should be too. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah. It's going the distance. It goes seven games. Um, and I just, I, I, the, the slightest, the slight, like the thinnest, thinnest, razor thin of edges to the Padres in this thing. Um, mostly because of their pitching. I mean, they're, they, you know, they're absolutely stacked with pitching. Uh, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, and and Josh Hader. Um, I think these Carson. I think these are going to be these are going to be close games. Probably not a lot of scoring. And if if we're you know if we're in a deciding game and it comes down to the bullpen and it comes down to the ninth inning or or you know uh, probably extra innings and it comes down to one of these teams needing a someone to come in and lock it down and close it out. Uh, I'll, I'll take Josh Hader all day, every day. Yeah. He's proven once again, why he's one of the best closers in baseball. And, um, you know, he's getting hot at the exact right time. So the, uh, the Phillies should be, should be nervous about him potentially entering, entering the game for the Padres for sure. Boy, I put the Milwaukee Brewers are just absolutely kicking themselves right now. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was a, it, 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 it seemed like the smart, the right move to make at the time. Uh, but not so much anymore. Uh, all right, let's, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play buy or sell. 
uh, we'll get to your mailbag questions and and we'll wrap up with our with our one last thing. All right, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch, and uh, we'll be back in a second. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the eighth inning stretch, uh, where it's time to play some buy or sell. Um, Starting off with the big one, Carson, buy or sell. Dave Roberts is on the hot seat um buying and buying hard um i'll take it a step further <laughs> i'll buy that he should be fired um this is Ooh. this this wow. is a monumental collapse of epic proportions his managerial wow. tactics throughout his tenure as dodgers manager have been questionable at best um horrible at worst um he I don't know what his deal is, but he has made so many bad decisions, it seems like, over the years. Um, He should be at the very least on the hot seat, but I think he'll be fired and should be. So I'm buying that he's on the hot seat. Yeah. uh, Also buying that he's on the hot seat. um, Don't know if I'm ready to go as far as fired. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, we, we, we kind of already talked about it. I mean, there's no doubt. You won 111 games during the regular season. Uh, you were by far the best team, you know, of in all of baseball during the regular season. And then, you know, you, you don't even make the – you don't even make the league championship series. Um, I mean, no disrespect to the Padres, obviously. But, uh, yeah, definitely on the hot seat. Uh, I'll throw out a bonus buy or sell. Uh, buy or sell that Aaron Boone is joining Mr. Roberts on the hot seat. I'll buy that too. Um, he should very much be on the hot seat. Uh, I mean, he can talk all he wants about his guys being savages in the box, but um, they <laughs> the the season would be a savage failure if they were to lose to the Guardians. <laughs> uh uh that's so funny that reminds me of uh that reminds me of brian cashman's uh oh when we match up it goes against those guys we do some damage um yankees you can always count on them for bulletin board material uh yeah no aaron boone is definitely on the hot seat and i will take that one step further carson and i say that if the uh, assuming the Yankees lose to the Guardians and are knocked out of this thing, uh, Aaron Boone will be looking for a new job. That I don't know if I'll buy just because Brian Cashman is known to not be very... Usually puts his managers on like a super long leash like from New York to like Maine long of a leash. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if I'm totally buying that he'll be fired, but um, I'll, I'll mm. buy that he should be very much on the hot seat if they lose this series to the Guardians. Uh, I'll say one more thing about Aaron Boone. Uh, he should count himself extremely lucky that the late George Steinbrenner isn't still running the show in the Bronx because if he were, uh, he would 100% be shown the door uh, because... For all his faults and all his, you know, however, whatever your feelings may be about, you know, the late Mr. Steinbrenner, uh, he did not mess around when it came to running that baseball team. Uh, 
So uh, you're lucky on that account, Aaron Boone. Um, all right. By itself, the extra time off for the top seeds hurt them more than helped. Ooh, I'll buy this. I think that, um, I mean, you, you look at what happened to some of these top seeds after, after, a after a day off and, uh, their, their performances weren't quite up to snuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'll, I think I'll buy this. Uh, I'm going to sell this because, okay, to be fair, the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, and quite possibly the Yankees, all these teams that, you know, won that broke the 100-win mark or came close to breaking the 100-win mark when the Yankees won 99 games. Uh, the, I mean, I guess you could you could probably throw the Cardinals in there. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all obviously, I mean, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, uh, and and prob- the Cardinals and, and probably the Yankees are all going to be out of this thing, leaving the, ugh, leaving the Astros uh and their trash cans um as the only kind of you know quote-unquote top seed uh left standing carson but i mean yeah the astros struggled a little bit against the mariners but that the extra time off you know having to basically having to wait uh for that you know for the wild card round to finish before they got to play um as much as the astros kind of struggled against the mariners it didn't seem to affect them um, so I'm selling this. I mean, I think it just comes down to, you know, to one degree or another, these, these top teams, they just didn't, they just didn't show up when it mattered. Yeah. I think that's also fair to say. I mean, they, a lot of, a lot of the top seeds, just like you said, you, you couldn't have said it better. They didn't show up when, when the lights were, when the lights were the brightest. So, um, whether, I think personally that the day off may have had something to do with that, but, um, but yeah, Kurtz could certainly make the case that it was just a, a lack of, a lack of, uh, effort. Um, and also just like to add real quick, uh, I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter. Uh, I kind of started last night, but it really kicked into high gear this morning. Um, I'd like to just, Anybody who's on this, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter about, oh, this new playoff format sucks, and look at all these top teams that got knocked out, and uh, MLB needs to change the format again for next year. Just stop it. This is We've had one year under this format. Knock it off. Uh, just, just ridiculous. Um, just, just stupid. Um, yeah, I, it just, just stop, just knock it off. Um, we've only had one year under this playoff format. Let's, let's give it a chance before we talk about, uh, you know, rocking the boat again with major league baseball and, and the labor agreement. Um, although I will say Carson, and I, I think we've talked about this before, and I think we're kind of on the same page with this. Um, I would personally like to see the, uh, the wild card series get bumped to five games uh, to a best of five and the division series go to a seven game series. Yeah, that's, that's very much my feelings as well. I think that uh, 
that that would be be better for for everything in the long run. I think it would be able to bring more attention to the series, make the postseason a little bit longer, yep. keep garnering kind of the the attention that it that it deserves. Um, but yeah, I I would love to see that that in the future. Yeah, I mean Rob Manfred, you know, you wanna you wanna fix baseball, shorten the season, shorten the regular season to 140 games, uh, make the wild card a best of five, make the division series a best of seven, oh, and bring back the uh, uh, bring back the winner of the All Star game gets home field advantage in the in the World Series, and there you go, problem solved. Um, all right, buy or sell Carson underdogs. Making deep playoff runs is good for baseball. I'm going to cautiously buy here. Um, I think it's good for for the stories that it creates. Um, but as far as exposing the game, as much as I hate to say it, you gotta some of these big market teams. I think would be um, would be easier in terms of kind of getting the the game into a new audience. Um, I think, you know, obviously the big market teams are going to be able to generate a bigger fan base um, with with kind of the availability of their games being nationally. But but as far as as far as for baseball fans who are already baseball fans and generating a potentially really cool story, um, I'm going to cautiously cautiously buy this. Yeah, no, I'm buying this, but I'm I'm buying this big time. Um I, I kind of, I, if I may for a moment, I'd like to draw a parallel between these underdog teams in in baseball making a playoff run and the NCAA tournament when you get a you know a Cinderella team that goes on a run. Um, I I actually think I don't know maybe I'm just being a contrarian here, but I actually think that these you know these underdog teams, your Padres, your Guardians, um, your Phillies. Uh, making these deep runs, I, and and I, I get what you're saying about the big market teams, but I actually think to a casual fan, seeing a team like the Padres or the Phillies or or even the Guardians, uh, you know, kind of knock off these these bigger name teams and go on these go on these uh you know these deep playoff runs, I think that actually attracts more more casual fans than you know. Uh, seeing the Yankees or the Dodgers, you know, in the World Series every year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, and like, I'm I'm not saying by by no means am I saying, oh yeah, give me Yankees Dodgers World Series four years running. Um, no, I'm not. Oh, God, I'm not saying no. that at all. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, there there needs to be some some level of different teams making the postseason. But um, as far as yeah, as far as you know, bigger market teams making it further into the postseason, I think it would be better for exposing the game to more casual fans, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, oh, man, I was going to say something, and I forgot what it was. I mean, everybody loves an underdog story. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Um, keep in mind, everybody, that this... You're, you know, you're, you're these teams winning, you know, uh, you know, your Astros, your Dodgers, uh, maybe, you know, I guess you could throw the Mets in there, you know, winning these, you know, winning 110, 115, whatever games, um, 
Carson, that could very well change next year with the introduction of the balanced schedule because no longer are these teams going to get to beat up on the weaker teams in their division 19 times a year. Yeah, the balanced schedule, the the new schedule next year should change. I think it will probably change change a lot of things and shake up shake up baseball quite a bit um, as well as the, the other rule changes yep. that will be coming into play next season. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I just the the balance schedule I think is really gonna um change for the better. It's really gonna I don't know. I don't know if I go I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that it's gonna fix the competitive balance because there's definitely still an issue with the bigger market teams going, Well, sure, we'll spend two hundred and fifty million dollars this year because there's no salary cap. We'll take the hit on the luxury tax. Um, and then you have your, you know, your Cincinnati Reds and your Pittsburgh Pirates uh, who just, you know, can't keep up with that. Um, oh, yeah, that's another thing, uh, Manfred, if you're listening. Salary cap now. Um, no, seriously, though, the balance schedule is really going to shake things up next year. Um, and I, I, for one, can't wait for it. Uh, all right. Last last one here in buy or sell. Uh, by yourself, Carson, Aaron judge has cracked under the pressure. I'm going to buy this with the caveat though, of also saying that it isn't necessarily all his fault. Um, I will certainly give like 90% of it to him because at the end of the day, he is the player. But, uh, like we kind of talked about earlier, I don't know what Aaron Boone is thinking. Um, you know, I know that he's a savage in the box, but. That does not mean that a savage in the box needs to be the leadoff hitter. Like, give him a chance to drive some guys mm. in. Put him in the cleanup spot. The dude hits 62 home runs. Like, why are you having him lead off? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Um, however, I'm actually going to sell this. Um, and here's why. Aaron Judge had a, a regular season for the record books, obviously. You know, he he had 62 home runs. He broke uh, the single-season American League home run record. Um, maybe he could have, you know, had he had a, a you know, um, had he had maybe a, gotten off to a bit of a harder start, um, maybe he could have challenged for the, you know, the major league record. Who knows? Damn near won the Triple Crown. Um, only missed out on the triple count by 0. 0.005. Um, and that was only because he didn't play in the, in the Yankees last game of the regular season. Um, but anyways, my point is he had this Herculean regular season carried, carried the Yankees to the playoffs. You, t- I'm sorry, but you take Aaron judge off the Yankees team this year. And not only do they not win their division, they don't even make the playoffs. Carried the Yankees to the playoffs. Uh, and and just Carson, I don't I don't think it's so much cracked under pressure. I think Aaron Judge just ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, or his back just started to hurt from from carrying this team for the entire regular season. Seriously. I mean, my goodness. But yeah, I think that's I think that you make some some good points. Um I mean, it, 
you know, a record like that, it takes a lot out of a player, especially during during the grind of, yep. you know, the, the Major League Baseball regular season is probably the most grinding regular season in sports. Um, so for yep. to go from that to going to to the playoffs, even even with, uh, you know, with the benefit of having that buy into the uh, ALDS, like it, you know, that's that's some nice time to kind of try and relax. But uh, but is yeah. it necessarily enough time maybe to recuperate? from the grueling season i mean am i am i crazy for saying that if you take aaron judge off the yankees they don't make the playoffs i don't think that's crazy at all um yeah i don't i don't think that's crazy at all uh he he very much kind of carried this carried this team and a lot of his supporting cast needs to needs to step up here or they're gonna lose this series yeah, um, and I think, and I I think we we touched on it for a second earlier, but seriously, Yankees fans, I mean, I know. Well, you've been supplanted as the worst fans of baseball by the Astros fans. However, you're still definitely right up there. You're still my least favorite fans for obvious reasons. But seriously, and I know, I know, you all have a reputation for turning on your own players. But seriously, booing Aaron Judge. If it were not for this man, you wouldn't even your team wouldn't even be playing right now. You'd be sitting your team would be sitting home watching this watching the playoffs on TV. Uh and the friggin' Blue Jays probably would have won the AL East without if Aaron Judge isn't on the Yankees. Uh seriously, Carson, this all this, the Yankees fans booing him and him just absolutely, you know, being gassed and running out of steam uh, after literally carrying them to the playoffs. Um, I mean, all of this is just continues to make the case for, well, one, it solidifies his case for AL MVP. I don't think that's in doubt anymore. And two, uh, this is also making the case for him to, pack his bags and get the hell out of the Bronx. Yeah. And I mean, even looking at, you know, looking at the, the Yankees lineup for today, he's judge isn't hitting lead off anymore. He's hitting second. Yeah. Cause that's the tactical magician, Aaron Boone, ladies and gentlemen, Oh, more like Aaron bonehead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or as we refer to him in the uh, Boston area, Aaron Bleeping Boone. Jeez, um, maybe, you know, him and Dave Roberts could write a book, How Not to Manage a Major League Baseball Team. Um, seriously, though. All right, that's by or sell. Uh, let's dive right into the mailbag. <sighs> we get a hell of a mailbag question to start this thing off. Uh, Manny from Florida wants to know, oh man, this is, this is just gold. Uh, do you think Fernando Tatis Jr. should get a ring if the Padres win it all? Oh man. Somebody is a, is somebody must be a very salty Padres fan down in Florida. Um, wow. But you know what, Manny? Do will he probably get one if that happens? Yes. Do I think he should? No. 
I mean, you mm-hmm. haven't played a game all year. There are clearly some still unanswered questions considering how much your teammates absolutely ripped you uh, in the wake of this being announced. Yeah. So I know I don't think he should, but if they did win the World Series, he would. No, I don't think you should either. Uh, 100%. And I never, I mean, I, I never thought I would say this about a baseball player or any, uh, or any athlete for that matter. I mean, cause even, even when, even when a player, you know, is traded, you know, mid season, uh, or, or signs with another team in the off season, um, you know, like for example, the, you know, the avalanche, uh, hand deliver Naz Kadri's ring to him in Calgary the other night, uh, which I thought was really cool, by the way. Um, no, even when a player leaves a team either via trade or free agency or, or whatever, you know, if they were on, you know, they still get a championship ring from their from their previous team. But in this case, I mean, Carson, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head as usual. I mean... He hasn't played a game all year, and okay, admittedly, you know he got hurt. He got hurt during spring training, and and you know so that you know that that wasn't his fault. Um, but he was on the verge of returning. I mean, he had started he had started taking batting practice. He was he was he was on his way back. I mean, he was gonna rejoin this Padres team. Uh, you know, towards um, you know post all-star break there. Um, and then, and then he got suspended. Um, which like you said, we still don't really know what happened and I don't think we ever will, but, um, no, I don't think he gets a ring. Um, I mean, he probably will, but I don't think he should. And I'll go one step further. Uh, and Carson, you kind of touched on this or touched on this earlier. I think the Padres, I say, if I'm the Padres, I cut him loose. Uh, I cut him loose at the end of this year. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting because Kim is, is making, making a case for him to be a part of this lineup long-term. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think exactly. if they do make it to the world series, I think there's a good chance he could be, be the shortstop in San Diego. Um, because I believe, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong here, AJ, but I believe Tatis's suspension will go a little bit into next season as well. Correct? Yeah, it will. Um, I think. Oh, damn! I actually read it the other day, uh, and I don't remember what it said, but I think he's slated to return. I think somewhere around June. Uh. You know, a couple of months into the season, at least. So he's he's going to be out for quite some time, which gives which gives uh, Kim even more time to make his case to be the everyday shortstop for the Padres. But seriously, I mean, even is even putting Kim's performance aside, which has been fantastic. Uh, I mean, with 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 Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and Manny Machado. I mean, I I again. If I if I had heard someone said that say this a year ago, I would have told them they were nuts. But Carson, with with Kim playing the way he is, and with Machado and Juan Soto and Josh Bell, kind of the 
forgotten piece, quote unquote, of that one Soto trade. Um, I don't think the Padres need Tatis anymore. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy to think about the fact that you know, with him sitting on Damn. the, with him sitting on the bench in the NLCS, uh, and throughout this entire season that they've been just fine. So it's almost like they don't even really yep. need him. It's that is absolutely that sounds so crazy, but um, I I really think that's the case. Um, and I never thought I'd say that, uh, given his, you know, kind of meteoric rise to superstardom and and how much he how much he did for that team last year, you know, despite them not making the playoffs. But yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, last but not least in the mailbag, uh, Aaron here from my adopted home of Colorado. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Do I have thoughts on this one? Do you guys think it's time for people to let go of the Astros cheating scandal? Uh, that is a big fat no uh, from me. Uh, or to quote... Um, oh, damn. I was going to make a really good reference there, and now I forget his name. The judge from American Idol. What the hell is his Randy name? Randy Jackson, that's going to be a no from me, dog. Yes. Yes, thank you, yeah. As Randy Jackson would say, that's a no for me, dog. For for me, it's not necessarily a thing of do I think it's time. I don't know if there will ever be a time. Um, I Mm-mm. mean, they won a World Series that year, and it is forever tainted. It doesn't matter if you were a fan of the Dodgers who ended up losing that World Series or any of the teams that they beat in the American League that season. Like, that World yep. Series is forever tainted. That entire season is forever tainted by this. And, you know, yep. do in in relation, I guess, to Aaron's question, do I think it's time for people to to let go? I'm I'm gonna go with the old adage of I'd be willing to forgive, but I would never forget. I don't think I don't think there. I don't think it'll ever be time to let this go. I don't think, as baseball fans, excluding all you Astros fans, which don't even get me started on on you bunch. Um, I'm sorry. I just don't know how anyone with a clear conscience can still be a fan of a team after something like this. But that's just me. Um, no, seriously though, Carson. As baseball fans. As a lover of the game of baseball, I don't think I don't think we can ever let this go. I mean, you said it. The the entire 2017 season, the 2017 World Series, which is as far as I'm concerned, the World Series is sacred, um, is forever and of course the quote unquote Astros, you know, their quote unquote championship, uh, is also forever tainted. Um I don't think it's ever time to let them go. And I'd go one step further, Carson. I think the Astros organization is forever tainted by this. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think that there are there are a lot of people, a lot of players, coaches involved that their legacies are forever tainted. Uh, you know, Jose yep. Altuve comes to mind. Uh, Carlos Carlos yep. Correa still gets booed, even though he's not even an Astro. 
Uh, apologies, everybody. Our our delightfully quirky recording software podcastle um, decided to decided to have fun with us. Uh, <laughs> it happens, you know. Hey, whatever. It's all good. We just roll with it. Um, so we were talking about uh, our mailback question from from Aaron here, Carsten, talking about you know if it's time to let go of the Astro cheating scandal, and you made a really good point about. Um, how even players and coaches, uh, you know, you mentioned Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, um, Alex Cora, manager of my Red Sox, who served a year of suspension um, for his sort of, you know, part in this thing. Um, but I think the big name out of that is AJ Hinch, who somehow uh, managed to get not only another managing job in Major League Baseball, but like we talked about in the last episode, is going to be managing the Major League, the MLB team in the Korea series this November. Uh, Yeah, that is absolutely wild. I do not understand how he is representing Stupid. Major League Baseball. It's bullshit is what it is. Um, No, but I don't think, I don't think there's ever going to be a time to let go. Uh, The 2017 Astros are forever tainted. I think the Astros organization as a whole is forever tainted, which kind of sucks on some level. But on the other hand, you know, I don't know about anybody else. And I don't know about you, Carson, but every time the Astros win, there's there's that little there's that little doubt in the back of my mind. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's also something that that is going to come with this is that. Um, you know, as long as there's still players from that team on the on the Astros payroll, there's always going to be people who will have doubt of are they are they still trying to do something sneaky? Um, and that's that's kind of the sad part in this is that we'll yeah. always have to have that doubt in the back of our in the back of our mind. Yeah, it just sucks all around. Um, but no, Aaron, to answer your question, no, that it's not time. It'll never be time to like you know, the quote-unquote let go of the Astros cheating scandal. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, Carson, but as far as I'm concerned, what they did uh, was the worst cheating uh, as a team. The worst example of a team cheating. Um, Yeah, 100%. Not, you know, obviously not individual players because, uh, you know, all the the steroid, uh, you know, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Clemens, all those knuckleheads. Uh, that's obviously worse. Um, no, worst example of a team cheating, worse than the, I know none of us were alive for it, but worse than the Black Sox scandal. Um, I don't know about, well, I don't know about worst cheating in sports. Um, I think we could probably come up with some some good examples of that. Um, yeah, it just sucks all around. It really does. Uh, that's our mailbag, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for sending in your mailbag questions. Keep those coming to you. We'll start having, you know, more and more time to talk about this as the, uh, playoff field kind of gets narrowed down here. Um, so keep sending us to us at eighthinningstrange at gmail.com. Must watch games. Again, all of them, even though... Uh, by the time you listen to this, well, 
by the time you listen to this, there might be a game five at Yankee Stadium between the Guardians and the Yankees, but somehow I doubt it. Um, so just enjoy enjoy the little bit of downtime before the league championship series. Uh, both kick into gear here. Um, kind of a short thing for my one last thing today. Uh, just, you know, stories. I mean, October baseball, there's, there's really nothing better. Baseball has the best... Um, baseball has the best postseason, my favorite postseason out of all the sports, obviously. Um, but you know, there's always great stories in October, and this year, you know, already we've been traded to stories. Um, you know, the Mariners ending their ending their 21 year playoff drought, um, and then going to Toronto and 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 sweeping a really and and sweeping a really good Blue Jays team. Uh, the Guardians, you know, making a making a run. The Phillies, the Padres, all making you know deep runs here. Um, it just it just proves yet again that uh, baseball has the best postseason, and they're really I I am hard pressed to think of many things better, especially in sports, Carson, than October baseball. Yeah, absolutely. October baseball is among the the best postseason easily in in sport uh before i kind of launch into my parting thoughts i also just want to um quickly quickly apologize for the technical difficulties with podcastle again in this episode uh podcastle has once again um this time managed to pull a dodgers and shut down Um, which leads me into my final thoughts, which is once again, uh, we are gathered here today to remember the seasons <laughs> of the Atlanta Braves, the Seattle Mariners, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, we'll start with the Braves, I guess. For, for the Braves, your season will be remembered as looking as like a team that was not going to make the postseason, uh, catching up with the Mets in the NL East and eventually taking the NL East crown. Uh, but then only lasting one more series than the Mets did. Uh, so I guess looking forward to next season, um, the Braves fans will start to panic at the thought of Dansby Swanson, another beloved um, Atlanta project, also or another beloved Atlanta player, uh, also leaving you like Freddie Freeman did. Um, yeah. For the Mariners, obviously your season will very much be remembered uh, for breaking that playoff drought um, and and making it to the postseason, giving the Astros a run for their money, uh, but then choking game one, and then the whole series kind of went downhill from there. Um, it's appropriate that the Mariners are your team name because you kind of sunk yourselves. Um, but looking forward, looking forward to next season, um, honestly, Mariners fans should be very excited. This team will basically have the same core. Uh, hopefully Mitch Hanniger sticks around. That'd be nice. And now for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Your season will be remembered for having 111 wins and somehow not even making it to the NLCS because your manager is incompetent. Um, ouch. Uh, looking forward to next season. Uh, have fun with Trey Turner probably leaving you and going to, I projected the San Francisco Giants. Um, and Ooh, then, uh, have fun trying to, Thank you. Have fun trying to um, figure out Clayton Kershaw and see if he can find the fountain of youth again. And um, 
and then looking forward to 2024 where most of your core will be free agents and you'll start to panic all over again. Mm. That's a crying shame. Um, so Trey Turner to the Giants, huh? That is my prediction, yes. Yeah. Uh, where he'll be teammates with uh, with Mr. Aaron Judge. Um, because I, I honestly... Yeah, you can throw out the Mets. You can throw out the Red Sox. Pipe dream. Um, you can float the Dodgers. God, please, God, no. Yes. Um, I've heard the Mariners, which would be amazing. Again, I just kind of don't see that happening. Uh, so for me, the most sense, the most logical place for Aaron Judge to go, because he's from the San Francisco Bay Area and because he grew up a Giants fan, why the hell would he not go home and play for his hometown Giants? Um, which would make things very, very, very interesting, not only in the National League West, but in the National League as a whole. Um, so, I don't know. That remains to be seen. Uh, all right. Before we go, Carson, before we... Oh, let me... Here, let me, let me run through my... I know you all hate this stuff. This is so boring and tedious, but let me run through all my stuff here. Um, of course, you're probably listening to us on Spotify. According to our, uh, according to our metrics, um, a large majority of you listen to us on Spotify, but if you get your podcasts elsewhere, uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash eighth inning stretch and find us on Apple and Google and Amazon and all kinds of places. Um, of course, follow us on Twitter at the eighth inning pod. Um, and please do not forget, just, just take two seconds, click the follow button and then, and then scroll a very short distance to that little bell and click that too, and click all tweets so that you get notified every time we tweet something. Um, so we can hopefully get more of you, uh, to get involved in the, in the, um, in the poll questions. Um, cause I know you guys really enjoy those. And uh, don't forget to check out our awesome sp- awesome sponsors over at Printer Dudes um, at printerdudes.etsy.com. Check out their awesome collection of 3D printed gifts and collectibles. And as a thank you for being a fan of the show, you can use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, and save 10% off your order. That's printerdudes.etsy.com, D-O-O-D-S. Okay, done. Before we go, Carson... Uh, the NBA season tips off uh, here in a couple of days. Hallelujah. Bring it on. I'm ready for my Celtics. Um, let's uh, let's toss out some NBA uh, championship predictions. Oh, geez. I haven't even really given it a whole lot of thought, but I will. Okay. We're just spitballing. We're just spitballing. I love it. From the Western Conference, mm. give me the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, I like it. And from the Eastern Conference, give me give me the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, I really like it. And I will take Dallas in six. Uh, you lost me. Um... <laughs> Mavericks and Bulls. I like it. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I'd like my Celtics more, but um, no. 
seriously. Uh, Western Conference champ. I am going powered by the triumphant return of Mr. Zion Williamson. I am going the New Orleans Pelicans as my Western Conference champions. Uh, bonus pick. Zion wins most improved player of the year. Um, and Eastern Conference to the absolute surprise of nobody, even with the really just sucky, crappy injury to Danilo Gallinari. I'm going my Celtics in the East again. Um, I think they're, uh, with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon, um, I think they're just, uh, they're better. They're even better than they were last year. Um, and, uh, Again, to the surprise of nobody, I will go Celtics over the Pelicans in the finals. Um, but I think it would be, I think it'll be a good series, and I'll go Celtics in six. Hmm. Celtics Pelicans, very interesting. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think I don't know. I just I think the Pelicans are. I think people have kind of sort of written them off because of, you know, what happened with Zion last year and everything. But uh, the Pelicans are a good basketball team, ladies and gentlemen. Don't kid yourselves. Um, and as an aside, let's all hope that the Warriors don't even make the playoffs. Because screw them. Uh, anyways, that's all we got for you. Um, sorry for anything we messed up. We'll try to do better next time. Carson, I do believe... Hang on. Let me look at the calendar real quick here. Um, so the Elite Championship Series, I think, starts on Tuesday. Um, well, Tuesday for... So, well, who knows? That may have already passed for all of you out there. Um, but the Elite Championship Series starts. Uh, so when we talk to you next on Friday, we will be... Both league championship series will be in full swing. And Carson, we will be ever so. We will be tantalizingly close uh, to the pinnacle of major, to the pinnacle of baseball and the greatest championship series in all of sports, the World Series. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. We're going to be, we're just so, so close. Um, and I'm almost hoping that these league championship series can wrap up quickly so we can get to the world series. But at the same time, uh, just enjoy some baseball, everybody. These will be, these should be some fun series. Um, and by the time we talk to you, like AJ said, both of them will be in full swing. We'll know who Houston is facing and, uh, guardians with that, with that, we will, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Enjoy these, these next few days of baseball. Yep. Have an awesome week, everybody. Enjoy the baseball games. Um, hopefully your team is still in it. If they're not, uh, you know, latch on to the jump on the Phillies or the Padres or the Guardians bandwagon because uh, and just forget about that team from Houston. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be damn near close. And oh, by the way, Carson, our next episode will be our 50th episode. That is crazy to think about. Wow. 50 episodes. Yeah. 50 episodes. Yeah. Uh, So if you guys out there, if all of you have any cool ideas as to uh, how maybe you'd like to see us celebrate our 50th episode, 
do feel free to send those along to us uh, at eighthinningstrategygmail.com. Um, because honestly, uh, I think we're we haven't really come up with anything yet. So, um, if you guys have any ideas, definitely pass those along to us. And uh, yeah, everybody have an awesome week, and uh, and we'll talk to you guys on Friday.